Welcome to the Film 7 Podcast, the show that keeps you updated with the latest TV and movie news. How are you all doing out there? I hope you're all having a good summer like we're all having here. We have a very big show today. We're just coming off the D23 convention. What? It's still going on? It's still going on. but As, we, we, as we're doing this. Exactly. Yeah. But we're still coming out of it. We're still bringing you all this good stuff from the D23 convention. And man... Do we have a lot to report on, Jake? Do we? Yes, we have so much to report on. Um, not only everything that's coming out of D23, but, you know, a little story broke earlier this week. Oh, <laughs> a little story, yeah. Uh, which, is, which has just uh, taken over the entire internet. Uh, so we're going to get straight into it. But before that, as we always do, we'll talk about a little bit of news. Uh, but just to give you guys a heads up, the majority of this show will be the Sony Disney feud over Spider-Man and also everything that's coming out of D23, especially evolving around Disney+. Plus. So, yeah, I'm excited to get to it. So let's go into the movie and TV news. Well, gentlemen, you have my curiosity, but now you have my attention. Dundee. Yeah. Let's get through this news then, and then we get on to the main topic of the day. Mm. So the first little bit of news is Kevin Smith. He is doing Masters of the Universe, an anime yeah. series... For Netflix. Well, and it's, it's cool. You've got all the right names. I mean, you've got... Kevin Smith, mm-hmm. Masters of the Universe, yeah. anime, yeah. and Netflix. Yeah, what more? When is it coming out? That's all I want to know. No, yeah. There's no, no news yet about when it's coming out. I mean, I'm just super excited because I love Masters of the Universe. Yes. It's part of that, you know, the cartoon generation of the 80s going yeah. into the 90s. I was a 90s guy, but I still watched that carrying over. Uh, they never really did a movie, though, or anything like that. They did a movie. Did a movie? They did a movie. They had Dolph Lundgren in it. Oh, yes, yes. I th- Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think I remember that one now. But yeah, it wasn't, so, it wasn't such a big hit, but it was what it was at the time. They weren't very good movies. No. You know, one in ten movies. Well, they, they, I don't think they had the budget to do it back then. Uh, no, but Dolph, they, that film had the budget because Dolph Lundgren was big at the time. Mm-hmm. So to get off Dolph Lundgren... It was that time, it was Dolph Lundgren, and Schwarzenegger, or Sylvester Stallone. Mm-hmm. You know, the 80s action the hero. The 80s action hero. Mr. T had just finished with the A-team. I don't know mm-hmm. if you remember. Yeah, yeah, I know Mr. the A-team. T- yeah, Mr. T had just gone off the, the spotlight. Radar, the yeah. spotlight. So it was those three guys that were carrying the action man franchise forward. So to get Lundgren on your, on your set was a big deal. So he was on it. Wasn't one of those films you want to see a remake for, but anime anime is where Masters of the Universe was, you know, that's home. Yeah, so animation. Yeah, exactly. So um, it'll, it'll be interesting to see it in the style of anime, though. You know, the sort of as we sort of perceive like the Japanese yeah. sort of style. So it'll be really interesting a new take on that. I mean, and Kevin Smith's a total nerd, so yeah. no better person to do it if you ask me. Yeah, and I'm really. In fact, it was his name that got me excited about the news because. Anybody can do a Masters of the Universe cartoon. It's been done before. But now, to give it that touch, I remember my mantra, especially from last year, was always give us something new. So, Masters of the Universe in an anime, it's kind of cool. I I really want to see what they do there. It reminds me of um, Love, Death and Robots that we saw on Netflix, where they... The, the genre did not fit the style of animation. So it would look like they were drawing a Disney cartoon, but the story was deep, mm-hmm. you know? And I guess that's what we're going to see here because anime is not for yeah, kids. Exactly. And, well, you can get some stuff for kids, but there is a the majority of anime, there's a lot of anime that is geared towards mature audiences. Mm. 
Um, but the thing is, because it's on Netflix, you know they're going to give Kevin Smith the freedom, freedom to sort yeah. of do what he wants. Like yeah. uh, they gave uh, Tim Miller with Love, Death and Robots. Yeah. And I know we'll talk about Disney Plus in a bit, but I like how Disney Plus and Netflix, they're both streaming services, but they're not the same thing. The kind no, of content you see on different. Netflix, yeah, you will not see on Disney Plus. Although the kind of thing you see on Disney Plus, you'll find it on Netflix. But, you know, I just it's cool to just see that they are the same but different. Mm -hmm. You know, that's kind of cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Cool. So more news on that when we find out. Yes. Now, the next bit of news is we finally have a name for the new Bond movie, the 25th James Bond movie in the franchise. And it's going to be called No Time to Die. I don't know about you, Andy, but I really like this title. Yeah. It's so classic James Bond. It reminds me of like the Roger Moore. Yes. Um, uh, what's his awesome, what's his name? Um, the other... Roger... Um, oh my God. He, Sean Connery. Sean Connery. There we go. It reminds me of that era of James Bond. Yeah. Uh, and it's also Daniel Craig's last hurrah. So mm -hmm. I think it's a good title. Yeah. No Time to Die. It has the holes. The Spy Who Loved Me. Um, you know, they had these... License to Kill. License to Kill. You know, so I kind of like it. Yeah. It has those classic James Bond trope name. So it's kind of cool. I do like the fact that he brought Daniel Craig, brought in Phoebe Walker mm -hmm. as part of his um, backroom to write the film, you know, to be part of the writing um, team. Because I feel she's one of the best writers in of the modern British era. Mm -hmm. So I'm very happy she's on set. She's on this film. She's really talented. You've not seen Fleabag. No, I haven't seen Fleabag. It's no. it's really good. It's a comedy. It's a it's an adult comedy, but it's really good. You will not you you will laugh, you will cry and everything. And she's she's the writer as well mm -hmm. as the lead of that. And so she's on in James Bond. So I'm sure it's gonna be a it's gonna the the script is not just gonna be all action. There's gonna be some meaningful parts. Me, yeah. Especially the dialogue. It's gonna be really, really good. I can assure you of that. Because she's involved. But it's like you said, nice name, James Bond, Daniel Craig. I mean, he's never really hit me as James Bond. He's never been my James Bond. Fair enough. Yeah. Every, you know, everybody has their, their James, James Bond. Bond. Yeah. Mine, it wasn't. Um, mine was always, I mean, what my James Bond is to what I think, who I think is the best James Bond are two very different things, mm. if you know what I mean. Yes. So who I think the best James Bond is is Sean Connery. Mm. I think he's the best James Bond. Okay. My James Bond is more of like a generational thing. Right. So for me, it was Pierce Brosnan. Mm. Was the, the, that was the era of James Bond movies I grew up in. Yeah. So that's who I sort of look at as James He did some good James Bond movies. He had a couple of stinkers, but Daniel Craig as well. I find with Hibbs James Bond movies, some of them have been really good. And then some of them have been terrible. Like I thought Casino Royale was great. Then we, Quantum of Solence, didn't like that. Mm -hmm. Then we did uh, Skyfall, which was awesome. Yeah, Skyfall was good, yeah. And then what was the one that came out recently? Uh, the last one, which I, I didn't think was, see, I've lost, I did not like that one. Yeah, can't remember the name. I didn't like Mine was probably Roger Moore. Roger Moore, Roger Moore me, is, is up there. Yeah, as well. to me, I think he was James Bond. I mean, very close was Sean Connery, but to me, Roger Moore was just the best James Bond. He was so calm and collected. The whole calm under pressure, he personified that. To me, he was James Bond. And um, long may the franchise live. I am curious to see who will be the next Bond. That's uh, what I was going to ask you next. Do you think, because uh, we've been hearing rumors yeah. that Lashana Lynch mm -hmm. might be taking over the role yeah. of uh, not James Bond, 
but the 007. The 007, yes. Um, so whether or not he's retired or he's died, we don't know. You just get that number. And it's the same in any government you know, uh, worker thing. Yeah. yeah. Everybody is associate has a number. When that person leaves, that number gets passed on to somebody else. Exactly. It's just the way things are. Uh, so I you know I've seen some people on the internet screaming, you know, and, you know, but you know, you know what I'm talking about. I know about. what you're talking about, but you know, I am hundred percent sure it's not going to be a white male. No, no, that, I I'm think sure. I, I'm still rooting for Idris, man. I really want Idris. I maybe I think the time's passed. It's passed. I think because maybe he's a bit too old now, uh, but. I would have loved to see an interest. It would have been cool, but I mean, we get Sean and Hobbs. That's as yeah, close. I mean, to he's doing a lot of action stuff and he's in doing there, a lot of action, so yeah. he can do it. I think he could still do it. He could. It's just James Bond is not a film. James James Bond is a franchise. Mm -hmm. You see, it's quite different. You've probably got to cast somebody that can carry it for the next ten years. Exactly. Yeah. You know, because there's a lot of it's. It's so. It's, I get it. Yeah. It's a responsibility. So we'll see. But I am. I'm curious to know: Would they go for a white woman, a black woman, a black man, an Asian? You know, it's certainly. It's going to be different. Yeah, it's certainly not going to be what we've been used to. Yes. Because that's the world we live in now, and that's good. That's progress. Mm -hmm. But curious to see. I can't wait to, for mm -hmm. that. It'll to be, be interesting. Yeah. And I'm also looking forward to this film in general with the title of like that. Yeah. Bring it on. So the next bit of news is quite big news. The Matrix 4. Wow. It's happening, guys. It's actually happening. Like, There's been some little rumors and little tidbits that I've heard. Uh, nothing enough for me to actually say on the show. But this is coming from Wachowski herself. Mm -hmm. She's doing it. They're doing The Matrix 4. Keanu Reeves and Carrie-Anne Moss are returning to play their characters. Uh, no news on Fishburne yet. If he's returning... He will. He will. We, we know he will, he will. But there's nothing confirmed yet. But, Andy, what do you think of uh, this news? My, okay, so let me start with the good. Um, I was so pumped up for this because I love The Matrix. People have a problem with two and three mm -hmm. but not me i loved one two three it's one of it, it it's one of my best science fiction distances agreed up, yeah, yeah it's up there with star wars obviously mm -hmm. star wars trumps everything yeah. but it's up there with star wars and um because it, it also changed cinema it was revolutionary it? yeah it did you know and um also the fact that ken reeves is coming back but not ken reeves because but Carrie Ann Moss, to me, I feel she's one of the most underrated actresses ever. Mm -hmm. She is so underrated, but she is so talented. Everything she's in, she kills it. Everything, yeah. You know, like I was thinking the other day, like um, who would have played if 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 um, Lenahidi didn't do a good job with Cersei, mm -hmm. who else would I have cast as Cersei? She was the one. That would have been a good choice. Yeah. yeah. And again, if Robin Wright didn't do well in House of Cards, she would have been the person I would have casted as Robin, as, you know, the first lady in House of Cards. She is so good. Like, she hasn't had a bad, I haven't, I've seen her in a lot of things and she hasn't had a bad gig, in mm. my opinion. No. I don't know why she's not been, she's not been in, in, she's not been in the Marvel Universe or anything. Maybe She has. Jessica Jones. Yes. <laughs> she has. No, you know, okay, let me, let me qualify that. She hasn't been in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. What I mean by Cinematic yeah, Universe yes, in is the movies. In, in the movies. No, no, yeah. no, she hasn't. But she... Because I she's mean, in it's, the... it's very muddy waters, but yeah. Yeah, because she's already in the... Yeah, in the but no, I mean, she... Her place is up there with the A-list. Oh, yeah, 100%. I have so much respect for her. So, 
I was so excited. I wouldn't excited be surprised if like maybe uh, DC give her a ring. Yeah. And say to be one in one of those films. Yeah. She could do it. Nah, she's really good. Mm -hmm. Have you seen her in Human? Have you do you watch the series on on UK? It's on UK TV. Like Which one? Terrestrial TV. It's called Humans. I know the show. No, I haven't seen it, but I know the show you're it's, talking it's about. It's yeah. really good, and she wasn't there. She's good as well. I just haven't seen her in enough in recently. A, no, I haven't seen her in a bad thing. So oh. in my head, I'm like, she should have been casted a lot more. Mm -hmm. So maybe there's something going on. Maybe she has a terrible agent who's a, who nobody wants to deal with and stuff like that. But we don't know. But I'm just excited that she's in it. Now, to the bad. The thing about Matrix is the story ended. That's what I thought. So what are you doing? But also the fact that both these people, mm -hmm. they, Neo and Trinity, yeah. they died. Exactly. They died at the end. Like Fish, Morpheus survived, didn't he? Yes, he yeah, did. He survived, yeah. but these two characters died. So you're bringing them back. Yeah. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? Like what? Like that whole thing was a simulation. What are you going to do? The Matrix of the Matrix. Yeah. Without damaging the originals, the, the let's call without it the canon. Sort of undoing. Yeah. That canon, what why what can they add to it mm -hmm. without spoiling it? So that's yet to be seen. However, this yeah, is Yeah, because if they say that was just a simulation, then those first three movies they mean nothing. Exactly. They it was just so none of it mattered. Yeah. Yeah. You know, exactly. It just diminishes mm -hmm. everything. And we don't then we will now not take episode four seriously. So I don't know how they're gonna do it. But the good thing is the what do you know when you the good thing is the Wachowski brothers sorry the Wachowskis siblings. are involved the siblings are involved in this so I'm sorry about that the Wachowskis are involved in this so it's good if it was just Reeves and Fisher and Fishbone and all these other guys just the, like, yeah, the just cast, the cast yeah. and we didn't have the Wachowskis I would have been a bit concerned but the fact we have her in production. I think I'm, I'm yeah, I think optimistic. I'm with you exactly. I think because we have Wachowskis on board, I'm more optimistic for this. But at the same time, we've seen it happen where creators come back to a franchise yeah. and it doesn't do as well. Yeah. Uh, so I'm cautiously optimistic. Yeah. That's, for me, the be best way to look at it right yeah. now. Because, because we have no more news than the fact that it's happening. Yeah, I think I agree. I, I will take the same stand. Cautiously optimistic about The Matrix 4, but overly excited about it exactly yeah love it so the last bit of news before we go into the main topics of the day is apple tv plus a little bit of news about when it's dropping so it is expected to drop in november so that is right alongside disney plus <laughs> so a bit of uh strategy battling going on there uh, and not confirmed, but we are hearing rumors that it will be priced at $9.99 per month with likely a free trial available. Uh, for over in UK, I would actually say this prop this means £9.99 a month. Uh, judging from how Apple priced things over here in UK compared to how they price things over in America, uh, the iPhones there in dollars is the same price here in pounds. Uh, the same goes for Apple Music where it's $9.99, but in UK, it's £9.99. So, Andy, over the you know, release date, pricing, Apple TV+, Plus, what do you think? To be honest, I haven't yet, maybe I will in the future, I haven't yet seen anything on Apple Plus that would make me go, whoa! You know, we were talking about, we mm -hmm. we'll talk about Disney in a bit, but you, you know how, how they're coming at this, mm -hmm. you know? And Apple, I don't know what is. Do they feel that like, 
you know, I don't know, this decision, we were talking about this offline, how long does, of planning, how many years of planning does it take to launch a streaming service? Bob Iger says it took Disney five years. Yeah, something around that, I would imagine. So it's probably taken Apple less to put together. So I don't think they have everything ready yet. Mm. So I think when it launches, it's not going to be very impressive. The thing is, is that the way they, for me anyway, the way they're going about this is the way they've gone about all their products before. Very secretive, close to the chest. And then when, the, when it actually launches, here's all the information. I think for something like this is the wrong way to go about it. Mm. Look at uh, Netflix, look at Disney Plus. I mean, Disney Plus, um, it hasn't even released yet and they're telling you, we're gonna have this, we're gonna have this, we're gonna have this, because it's getting the consumer excited yeah. and giving them reason to spend their money. Exactly. So you're telling me, Apple's TV service is coming out in November and it's going to cost $9.99 a month. Cool. Yeah. That, that, that isn't giving me no indication to spend that money. Yeah. Well, well, I mean, do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's just, uh, I totally agree with you there. Like, I haven't seen anything. Nothing. That's it. We've seen one trailer, yeah. which is uh, the morning show, that one with Jennifer Aniston yeah. and Steve Carell. Mm -hmm. It does look good. Yeah. But that's only one show. Yeah. You haven't told me anything else about what we're getting. Yeah, it can't carry a franchise. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, these these shows they normally come out with a big show. Netflix had House of Cards and Orange is the New Black. Mm -hmm. Amazon had um, Mr. Robot, and very soon they're gonna have that token, Lord, Lord of the Lord Rings, of the Rings yeah. which will just change everything. That's gonna be their Game of Thrones. Exactly. That's gonna be exactly. People are gonna Disney get Plus have got Mandalorian exactly. and all these Marvel films. Yeah. Out, so so what has Apple got? That's that's the thing. You know, oh man. This is Apple though. You know, they don't they don't do catch up very well. They are they are used to being ahead. The innovators. Yeah. But so in now, this game, they're not they're at, they're at right now I think they're at the back. Way behind. Way behind. Way behind. I'd have, you know earlier in the year I put them with um Disney uh, with Amazon. But ever since to, um I heard about this token series and we saw that um trailer where they put the cast together. Mm -hmm. Nothing more, very few things have excited me more in TV than that. I just can't wait to get more information. Like, I, I'm not going to cancel my net Amazon. No, like, you're not, you, ca you? you can't. You can't. It's, you know, and that's what a streaming service needs. You need a show that will carry your service. Mm -hmm. you but know? it's also, look at HBO Max, for example. Like, again, that's, that's not going to come out until next year. And we already know more about that than we do about the Apple service. Yeah. What's up with Apple, you know? This is what I don't understand. Like, I, I, I don't know. Like, I, I get Apple, their thing is to obviously build this ecosystem. They want everybody to join in and stuff like that. But I think you need to market it very differently. Yeah. I think you can't just go for the Apple people. You have to go for the whole world. Yeah, because it's software. You know, Apple announced earlier this year that they were moving away from their core. Not moving away, but they were shifting business focus away from hardware more to, to services to services yes so like this, this is like yeah. this so this is where their best brains are mm -hmm. currently focused on and yet we can't see anything they look like they've been choked by the competition mm -hmm. and i'm like it looks like they're scrambling yeah up your game up your game apple or else you'll be like hulu even Hulu is, has... I mean, but Hulu's quite good. Yeah, like, Hulu's, Hulu's good. got some yeah. great shows has on there. Has Handmaiden's like, Tale, yeah, doesn't it? Yeah, it's got it? Tale, yeah. it's got Runaways. Yeah. It's got some really good shows on there. <laughs> so, like. like, I can't even put you there. Yeah. You but the, there. the advantage that that has as well is that we'll get into that in a bit, but with the Disney Plus, exactly. you're going to be able to have Hulu. 
yeah, Apple haven't got that. So I don't know, man. Well, I don't know. It's, maybe it's gonna play faster on your iPhone if you if you watch it on an iPhone. Well, I was actually thinking about this and like, so this price point, right, nine ninety nine. I actually think that might be maybe a couple of pounds too expensive. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because you have Disney Plus is ridiculously cheap at six ninety nine. Yep. Uh, Netflix and Amazon, you know, the entry prices are seven ninety nine. Yep. So that's the entry price. Obviously, with Netflix, you can pay more to get more subscribers and 4K, all mm-hmm. that stuff. But the entry price for Apple is going to be 9.99 already. That's more expensive than everyone else mm-hmm. for less content. Yeah. Uh, and then if you obviously want to get a sharing package with family, that's going to cost you a bit more. 13 or 14 or something like that. Exactly. I think it, the, Apple is doing what Apple is doing the classic Apple thing. Yeah. It's Just not as overcharging. good. Overcharging you for less. You know, they will remove a feature. I think what they need to do, as someone who, like me, who I subscribe to Apple Music, mm. I think this is what I would do. I think if you subscribe to Apple Music, you can get Apple Music and Apple TV Plus for a bundle of fourteen ninety nine. Yeah, do you know what I mean. Yeah, get people that that bring the people who are already on Apple Music. Oh, because I pay for this, I get this at a cheaper rates. Yeah, because that's what I do with um. I, that's a very good idea because that's what I do with BT Sports. So. I don't have I the only reason why I have in my house BT internet I'm not advertising is because I get the BT, BT sport Sports for yeah. free the you packaging, know yeah. it's a package so if you it's an incentive to stay on Apple Music if it, so that's a very good idea I'm sure they're going to do that it's too good for them not to have done it I think they need to do that or else yeah. they're going to be alating a lot I think because then you're going to say 9.99 here and then 9.99 there yeah it's too much man I think it's a bit too much but if there was a company that overcharges you for less. It's, it's Apple. It's, it's Apple. So, at a minute, yeah. But what can you do? You know, as what well, can you do? What can you do? We'll find out in November. We always say on this too. We'll see. We'll see. Right. So that is it. We've breezed through the other news topics of the day. So, Andy, yeah. let's get down to business mm-hmm. on this huge saga. <sighs> so. You all, people listening, you all know what we're about to talk about. Yes. This, did you see this one coming? Nobody no. saw this one coming. No. So, I woke up in the morning, as always, <laughs> got, got, got on my phone. Actually, no, 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 sorry. This was not in the evening. This was in the evening. I was at a friend's house, because of the time zone differences. I remember, I, and we were just chilling out. I just went on my phone, and there it was. Sony and Disney split ways over the... Rights to Spider-Man. Yeah. Wow. Oh my Who would have thought that? After, especially after uh, Far From Home, which earned a billion dollars. Yep. You know, Endgame, three billion dollars. Mm-hmm. What? I, I, you know, I, I knew. I knew this. I didn't S- know. Some people suspected it. Yeah, it was I gonna suspected. Happen. That's the right word. I suspected. I didn't know it would happen because of the money Far From Home made. Man. Right. So let's get into mm. the reason it happened. Let's talk the official Let's reason. Let's talk first. the o- official reason. Now, the original deal that Sony had with Disney was that you can use our character in your movies. Uh, Kevin Feige will be heavily involved in the creative process. By heavily involved, he is pretty much creating the stuff, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, lead producer, lead creative official, whatever you want to call him. Uh, and Sony would take most of the money of uh, box office. Disney would take 5%. That 
that's the original deal. Yep. And the original deal as well was Tom Holland was to be in six films. So three standalone films and three team-up films. By this point, he'd done five. Okay, we, ha we had one more officially yep. with him. He probably would have extended his contract, but mm -hmm. we had one more officially. So from what we're hearing, Disney went to Sony and said, look, we're doing all the work here and we're not seeing any of the money. Mm -hmm. That's 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 what it seems like yeah. it's going on, and Disney looked like proposed a off deal off them of fifty fifty. Mm -hmm. You take fifty, we take fifty. You know, you still get the money from yeah. having this character in this amazing universe we've built, and we get to use this amazing character who belongs in this universe. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think we can all agree Spider Man belongs in the Marvel universe. You well, can, you don't think of Marvel the first when you think of Marvel and the Marvel universe. Spidey's the first guy that comes to your mind. Yes. Well, yeah. Do yeah. You, know, yeah, do you yes, see what I yes, mean? Yes. Yes. I see what you mean. Yes. Uh, and Sony were basically no, we we don't want to do this. Um, uh, init the initial report, Disney just flat out refused. Uh, Sony flat out refused. They were quite happy with the five percent thing, but another report came out that Sony did come back and say, "How about twenty five percent?" And Disney said no. Mm, okay. So this is all we know so far about what's going on. Uh, what we also know is that Sony are still moving ahead with uh, Tom Holland as Spider-Man. So he is not, he's not finished being Spider-Man. He is Spider-Man. And from the report says there will be two more films with Tom Holland as Spider-Man. But they will not be a part of the MCU, the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Okay. Wow. So I... Looking at that, I mean, it's a big one to swallow. But the thing is, um, I see Sony's, I, I, you know, I, I see, see both Sony's points. point of view. I see more Sony's point of view than Disney because, yeah, you're doing all the work, but it's my property. Mm -hmm. You know, it's my property. I also think Sony were thinking last year we just re last year we released Venom. Yeah. Now, Venom, even though it wasn't critically acclaimed by like some of the critics, a lot of fans did like it, mm -hmm. and it earned like $800 million. Do yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse comes out. That, hold on, let me ask this question. And that was what I was going to say. That, the first thing that came to my mind was, does that because Spider-Man's Into the Spider-Verse, the Spider-Verse, let's call it that, yeah. is a Sony product. It's a Sony product. Marvel had nothing to do with that. So I think that was, to me, the biggest softening blue. Because if I had to choose between, let me ask you, if you had to choose between the Spider-Verse and Tom Holland in the MCU, which would you choose? As in what, bringing him into the Spider-Verse? Yes, end the Spider-Verse so that Tom Holland, this is not the case, wow. but if you had to choose, end the Spider-Verse so that Tom Holland can be embedded in the MCU, or end the MCU so that we can continue with the Spider-Verse. What would you choose? I, I, can't, I can't pick that one right now. It's a tough question. It's a tough question to I can't answer right now. Yeah. I would need to really think about that one. Yeah, I thought about my, my answer was the Spider-Verse. Yeah. I mean, I can see because the MCU is already 11 years deep, Spider-Verse is just getting started. So yeah. I, can also, I can see your reasoning 100%. But I'm, I'm really bummed out about this. Yeah. I, I, as a fan, as a fan, I am bummed out about this because we all enjoyed having Tom Holland as Spider-Man inside the Marvel Universe because, you know, you, he had great films. Yeah. Two solo films were fantastic, you know, and the, the Captain America Civil War and Infinity War and Endgame. He was in those and he was great in all of them. Yeah, it's the best Spider-Man. He's the best Spider-Man we've ever seen. Yeah, to me, even the ones I watched when I was a kid, mm -hmm. Tom Holland is the, uh, trumps so, them all. Exactly. So he can continue doing that. 
but it's just going to be part of Sony's Marvel universe. Yeah. So, I mean, like I, like I was saying, that because they did Venom, because they did Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, there might have been an element of them going like, okay, we got this now. Because I think the main, re the main reason they did that deal in the first place, back in 2015, you know, mm -hmm. I think it was 2015, maybe even 14, they were struggling, Sony. You know, they just come off The Amazing Spider-Man 2, which was, for me, just one of the worst films I've ever seen. <laughs> it was a truly awful film. Sorry for anyone that worked on that. Um, uh, they were struggling with Sony, uh, with Spider-Man. They, they weren't earning money. They, weren't, they didn't know what to do. So they said, well, how about we sort this out? You earn some money, and we earn some money. Mm -hmm. Everybody's happy. Yep. And for now, it was playing long ceiling, but... I can understand now Sony saying, okay, no, I think we're all right now. Mm -hmm. We've had two, uh, even, you can look at Venom in any way you want, but it was a successful film. Yeah. Because, because it, 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 it made money. $800 million is no small feats. That's mm -hmm. a lot of money. Um, and Into the Spider-Verse was one of the critically acclaimed films of the year. Oscar nomination. Oscar nomination. Uh, you know, obviously it was just animated Oscar nomination, but... If you ask a lot of people, a lot of people said it should have gotten nominated for the best film, yeah. period. And I agree with that. So, I totally get Sony what they're saying. It would be interesting, though, to see if they would have tried to work things. I mean, I don't think this is the end of this. No, I think at, at all. Sort, I think this is stuff. the just beginning. Yeah, they'll sort it out. The only reason, because I can, these things happen every deal you've heard about. When you hear this happened, this happens all the time. So you hear maybe Disney bought Fox. It's not the first time they went in and said, for, no, 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 you know, this has been going on, on for, years. for a long time. Yeah, it's just that maybe this one leaked or for some reason it's out here in the open, but I really think they will still find a way. You know what I think? What? I think this was done intentionally by Sony. Okay. Because what's happening this weekend? D23. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, mm -hmm. Very awkwardly, because this all, you know, the, the D23 convention, this would have all been setting up, you know, it takes, a f you know, a few days to set this up, maybe even a couple of weeks. Big convention center. They had banners, they had posters, the Spider-Man all over them. But they wouldn't have, nothing would have, ch even if that agreement had happened. Um, okay. So, mm. They all got taken down very quickly. I see what you mean. So uh, they announced it, so they would just, no, but well, yeah. I, I reckon I reckon Sony did that to put pressure on Disney. Mm. Sony does have a very strong case because what Disney is telling them is you do not know how to use your product. And unless I make use of your property, you're not going to make m money. Like, no, it's my property. Yeah, we've struggled. I mean, I'm now, I think I'm more... And Disney, come on. I don't want to call it hubris, but come on. You, How can you say 50-50? How? How? It's not yours. Imagine if Apple came and said, give me Iron Man 50-50. That's an insult, you know? So, um, and also, now this is me playing on the part of Disney. Sorry, me playing on the part of Sony. And also, um, I'm not comfortable with Disney owning everything. Wanting to, this is another thing that's out there in the internet, is like, at what point do you draw the line yeah. of Disney's trying to own everything I, I completely get that and i'm with you as well i'm not into this whole creative monopoly mm. you know what i mean like you need to give other voices yeah a chance to you know to say that stuff they want to say exactly but it's we, it, it's it's tricky because 
yeah, I, I don't disagree with. That. I think Sony can produce good Spider. They have done in the past. We've seen in the past they have done. Pro- I mean, the f- those first two ones. Remember back in yeah. the early two thousands? Yeah, those two were decent. They yeah. were very, very good films, and a lot of people still say they are the best Spider-Man films they've seen. I have people that still say Spider-Man Two is still the best for them. Um, but I, 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 I sort of guarantee you. I say a lot of people. If you tell them that he's now not part of the MCU, I don't think you'll get as many seats in there. Yeah, which is... But think about it. This is why I asked you that question. You remember if Spider-Man was part of the MCU, we would have no Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. Probably wouldn't because the franchise is... You, you, you make a point. You, you make know? a point. They probably... Sony, Sony would have probably been focused on live action. Yeah. You know? And they wouldn't have paid attention to the animated stuff that they're doing exactly and so the notion that sony doesn't know what to do with the franchise is not true they do know what to do they do know how to make good films you know they've struggled so has everybody the only people that have they have been the only people that have got the superhero thing on lockdown is marvel Mm -hmm. everybody else is struggling with it so it's not like sony is bad at handling no, the I mean, Spider-Man know, franchise. Well, you know, we've and seen Disney, the ups and downs it, of Warner Brothers. Yeah, like, and Disney's coming to save them or some save the franchise. It's not nothing of the sort. It's just them feeling like they can and should own everything. And that's not right. I don't even know how that's happening in America because America is against Monopoly. Mm-hmm. But, you know, but I kind of... I'm with Sony on this. Now that I'm thinking about it, I'm with Sony on this. It, that's what I mean. I, I see both sides I, I think we need to come to a satisfying conclusion I think this does need to get sorted out I think from Sony's end I would I, I think from Sony end it's wise to redeal renegotiate a deal with Disney because I think yes you can even though you you can produce good quality stuff I don't think you can earn as much money as if it was under the Marvel Cinematic Universe mm-hmm. uh, but at the same time Disney you need to stop being so greedy exactly okay yeah, yeah. I think you deserve a bit more money because you can't deny that they have made those films. You know, it is, that is Kevin Feige all over. Yeah. Uh, which I think he, him, I feel the most sad for because I think he's just caught in the middle. I think he's just this creative genius and he's like, all this rights and money stuff, I just want to make good films. I, I feel really bad for him. Yeah, but it's it's part of... But I mean, it's part of the game. Yeah, even in your job, you know, you want to do some things and your bosses exactly. say you can't. So I think Disney should get paid a bit more, but don't be as greedy as to ask for as much as 50%. Like, You 50, know, I, I think Sony, with a 25% deal, I thought that was pretty good. If it, to me, 20, why? You can't just jump from 5 to 25. You and should. Sony offered them that. They offered them 25? So, 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 yeah, exactly. So they had 5%. Uh-huh. Disney wanted fifty, and Sony said, "Okay, we can't. We don't want to give you that much, but how about twenty-five? Really? Yeah. I mean, Disney. Well, this is a report. Obviously, we're not in these rooms. Yes, we're not. We're not in these meetings. Mm-hmm. This is all just talk we're hearing. Yeah. If that is true, that Sony offered Disney twenty-five percent, and Disney turned it down, that is just." We've been using this word hubris for a lot. lot. I love that word, man. (laughs) We've been saying it a lot, but that is just... very hubris. Very hubris of them to turn that down. Like, what? Like, I know you negotiate from a position of strength, and right now, Disney has the strength. I get all of that, but come on. Disney doesn't need that extra 25%. They don't. They don't need it. They don't. I think it's purely greed. Yeah, it's power. You know how they say power corrupts and 
absolute power yeah. corrupts absolutely. Yeah. You know, maybe it's just that thing about you now want to own everything. You just want to keep getting. Is that thing where you hear a corrupt official has embezzled about $100 billion and you're like, why didn't you stop at $1 billion? It's that thing about power. Once you get it, you want more of you it. You want more. You want more. You crave it. Yeah, now maybe Sony, anytime they see a superhero on screen and it doesn't have Disney on it, they feel like it's their right mm-hmm. to own it. And that's why they're coming at it like, it's ours and you will listen to and do as we say. Because, you know, but I don't think that's the case. Sony can do good stuff with the Spider-Man franchise. So I'm sad. You're sad for Kevin Feige. I'm sad for Tom Holland. Yeah, and Tom Holland, I mean, uh, have you seen what happened as well uh, on, on uh, social media? No. How, Tom what? Holland unfollowed Sony. <laughs> <laughs> how, how old is he? He's 22, 23. He's that old and he's... That's what you'd expect so, so from did, So did uh, Zendaya as well. That's what you'd expect from... Zendaya is how old? Uh, same age. I mean, I'd just, if, they, if you told me they were like 17 or 18, I would have been like, that, that's what I would that's say. That's the thing these days, isn't that's it? It's social media. Like. That's childish, man. Uh, yeah, that's, but that's... that's, well, the, that's anyway. childish. Anyway, we have a lot more to go to talk yeah, about but, on the show. But. Uh, like I said, this, this is not the last we've heard of this. No. Okay, uh, so before we move on, I want you to like tell us what the, what the impact... What's the impact of this on movies? Where will Tom Holland be and where will he not be? Uh, well, if the deal doesn't get sorted out, yeah. Tom Holland, like I said, will continue making Spider-Man films under Sony, uh, but it will not be a part of the MCU. So they wouldn't be able to reference anything that happened in the Infinity War and Endgame or the blip. Or th- this, this is it. This is, this is the impact it has on the movies because especially at the ending of Far From Home, the way that left off, you, ha- yeah. you have to do another movie to tie that story up. And he can't talk about Tony Stark. He can't talk about they any of they that. They don't own the characters. They can't use those words. Wow. It's the same. It's the same. Like for example, um, you know, at, not anymore. But Fox at one point owned the rights to the word mutant, so that Marvel couldn't even like. Obviously, they don't have the X Men characters, but they couldn't even use the word mutant. Mutant, and that's why on. Jessica Jones, they never said. No, they say metahuman. They said meta. They never or special. Or they gifted. Nev- or gifted. Yeah, they never said mutant. Yeah. Oh, okay, that makes sense. Just the word, <laughs> really? Yeah. Did they coin that word? It's the, it's the same as, um, you, you know, uh, Captain America's shield mm. is not in the comics. Is not made out of vibranium. It's made out of adamantium, the same metal that's made out of wolf, that wolverine. Wolverines, yeah, and bones are made of. But Fox then owned the words to adamantium. <laughs> So they had to come up with, they had to invent vibranium. Well, vibranium was already a thing. No, so they had to bring vibranium into the Captain America well, timeline. Yeah. Oh, these things, you never know. You just watch these things and you're like, you just yeah. Think, yeah, yeah. There's a lot going on. So that's why this story, there is a lot, lot of moving pieces. Loads of moving so, pieces. This is not the last we've heard of it. Yeah, so obviously on this show, we will keep our eyes and ears on the ground to make sure we report on oh, yeah, where we, this goes. I will be closely looking at this i mean for me before we head into the next bit of news i i hope this gets resolved i think i for me i think it's the benefit of everyone if this does get resolved i think it benefits disney to have spider-man in their universe because spider-man as we've said is one of the most popular superheroes ever Mm -hmm. in history so that brings in seats and you and he integrates very well with the marvel cinematic universe that's Mm -hmm. perfect it helps sony because 
you can carry on making your really good animated Spider-Verse stuff over here, earning loads of money off that, mm -hmm. and you're earning money on money yeah. on this as well. We're doing very little work. Yeah, but they would feel they can do. They can. They, they would feel they can make what? Why take twenty-five percent? Why take seventy-five percent of someone's hard work when I can take hundred percent of my own hard work? You know, and Marvel can if they sign this marvel can ruin this not ruin quote unquote they can they can there's a way they can play the spider-man character that by the time they release the franchise back to sony sony cannot touch it for another 20 10 or 20 years imagine if they killed spider-man right the, the the deal of the right says is that you need to have something in active production for i think if you don't have uh, I, I don't know the amount of years but remember Daredevil, for example. Mm -hmm. Daredevil was owned by Fox. Yeah. Remember yeah. The, the Ben yeah. Affleck movie? Yeah, yeah. Um, that movie flopped. Mm -hmm. They didn't do anything with the character at all. They had nothing in development. Eventually, if you don't do anything with the character for so long, the rights are taken. come back to Marvel. Mm. So then, And then Marvel obviously made the TV show. So mm. it's the same thing with Sony. But obviously, Sony are going to keep on making Spider-Man stuff. They're not going to stop anytime soon. Yeah. Even Venom is Spider-Man related. Mm -hmm. It's in the as long, universe. Yeah. Exactly. So as long as they keep pumping out stuff, content, the rights are not going to leave anywhere anytime soon. No, I mean, it's not Sony. Um, Disney. Disney's right to to Spider-Man. What I meant right. is they... Well, that, that's the thing. They don't actually have any rights. No, if they had, if they signed this deal and they had the right to use Spider-Man, there is a way they could have positioned the character such that by the time they are done with it and they give it back to Sony, Sony cannot touch it for another five to ten years. No, no, because whatever deal they would have come up with, at the end of the day, the, the film rights still belong to Sony. Yeah, but So, okay. for example, you can kill Spider-Man in the MCU. Uh -huh. They can just reboot it in Sony. Yeah, but it, um, what I'm saying is, and this is probably the last point, so we can move on to the real big stories we're saying. But what I'm saying is, it would have an effect on their bottom line. If you kill Spider-Man in a movie in 2019 and gave the franchise back to Sony, they can't make another Spider-Man movie for another five years. Because even though it's in a different universe, to the audience, it's... Yeah, it, too soon. It's too soon. Too, yeah, exactly. no, I, that I totally agree with. You give some time for the franchise to die down and then you bring it back. Yeah, mm -hmm. I totally get yeah. what you mean there. It's like, imagine if Tony Stark belonged to Sony. They can't do another Spider-Man movie for another, sorry, another Iron Man movie for another five years because uh, yeah. we need to recover from to longer even exactly, yeah. you know. So that therefore the, the franchise is now redundant for another ten years. So these are the kind of decisions I'm sure these people are looking at and being like, twenty-five percent is anything beyond twenty-five is a bit too much because it's more than just mm -hmm. that film. Maybe that's why they are thinking. I don't know. This is an ongoing game, Andy. Yeah. And that, that's, the, that's the industry we live in. We but see. like we said, we will see. We'll find out some more information as it comes out. And we will let you guys know. So the final biggest bit of news as well, as if that wasn't big enough, <laughs> is, as we said this weekend, uh, we have D23 Expo. So yeah. that is the Disney convention. So we have talked a little bit negatively about Disney. Let's talk a bit more positive because yes. there's a lot of positive things coming out from here. Yes. Um, the expo is still going on, but we did have the first day, which was heavily focused on the new streaming service, Disney+. Plus. Uh, Andy, overall thoughts about what we're about to talk about? I mean, I'm really, really happy. Yeah. Uh, I'm so excited to see all this content. Um, even though not all the content is for me per se, uh, it's really nice to see that they've got 
like something for everyone. Mm-hmm. Uh, it looks good quality content as well. I mean, yeah, what, what do you think? What it's you th- amazing. I'm so impressed with So, guys, what we're saying is we watched a number of trailers. And if you went on YouTube and typed Disney Plus trailers, there's a lot of shows that Disney is launching and they've released a number of trailers and they all look really, really good. I'm very, I'm really impressed. Mm-hmm. I'm very impressed because this, it looks like they stayed true to who they were as a company. You look at those shows, you know, we were watching the trailers and I was like, this is so Disney. That is so Disney. That is so Disney. You know, they stayed true to who they are. Who they are. And that's really good. And the shows have the production. I mean, quality was really good. And they cast all the they cast really good actors and actresses to play these roles. And I mean, and we saw the interface, didn't we? Yeah, so l- let's talk about that first of yeah. all. Uh the interface. Mm. I really like it. Yeah. I think it looks really smooth. Uh, I love the way that they had uh, the different sections of Disney, Star Wars, Marvel. You know, you click into that section and it takes you to that world, yep. like with the banners yeah. and everything. I thought that was so cool. Mm-hmm. Um, the way it, rec- obviously, very similar to Netflix, the way it recommends stuff, watch list, you know, your, your typical streaming mm-hmm. service stuff. But for me, the best thing about it was how smooth it was. Yeah. I think people would be shocked. People that don't know Disney will be shocked when they open the app because when you say Disney, all everybody thinks about is princesses and Mickey Mouse. So when you tell them Disney Plus, they're like, isn't that for kids? Till they see it and they're like, oh, Disney owns this and they own that and they own that. So Disney for me is not a kid's company. Disney is a family company. Mm -hmm. It's It's for families. Yeah. Because, I mean, we'll just tell you now, they have, they're going to have, obviously, Disney. Mm-hmm. They will have Pixar Animation. They will have Marvel. They will have Star Wars. National Geographic. National Geographic, uh, as well as plenty of other stuff for even the younger generation. So yeah. there's going to be so much. It's really good. And um, a lot of the trailers, in not a, lot, a number of the trailers they released are Christmas movies. Mm-hmm. So there was this one. I don't know if we'll get to Trailer Park in I mean, this episode. But I mean, with Trailer Park, that's a bit different. I mean, we can briefly talk about me about these some of the trailers. Yep. I mean, uh, one of them was Noel. So yep. that was the Christmas comedy featuring uh, Anna Kendrick and Bill Hayden. Yeah. I mean, those two names. Or I think both of them are funny. I really liked them in this trailer. Yep. I really liked the trailer as well. Mm-hmm. I was going into the trailer before the first time I watched it. I thought, okay, you know. Already having an idea in my head of what I'm going to see, but I was pleasantly surprised. I was like, no, this looks good. It looks good. I'm actually going to watch it. Yeah, this looks better than... You remember last week we did the Last Christmas trailer with Emilia Clarke? Yes. This looks like a much better version of that. Exactly right. I was telling you that, that like that one... I mean, the Emilia Clarke story was good up until the point they introduced the... A woman needs a guy to yeah, succeed. We've seen we've seen it before. Yeah. Well, this one is more of a like um, family. Yeah, the 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 family line of Santa Claus. Yes. So it gets passed on to the eldest son, what it looks like, and he's like, I don't know what to do. <laughs> she tells him to take a break, and then he goes missing, and then it's a journey of her trying to find him. Um, I, I mean, I can already kind of see. I think she will be yeah. Santa, Santa by the Claus, end of the movie. Yes. I think. Yeah. It's very clear that's what they're sort of leading up to, but I'm all I'm going to be along for the ride. Yeah, because I mean that's where society is moving into, and for it's good. I'm I'm all for it. You know, we're moving to this gender neutral era where it not you can not you can't get a rule because you're a man or because you're a woman. Anything a 
woman can do, a man can do, and anything a man can do, a woman should exactly. be able to and should be allowed to do. So that's where we are with the world right now. So it's cool that, that even in Santa Claus, you can, you can even have it in there. Yeah, and it's nice. You know, who would have thought? It's a very cool story. The story of Santa Claus's family. So Santa Claus is yeah, dead. I don't think it's actually ever been done before. It's not. I don't. That's what. That's why I thought. And and like you said, it's a very Disney movie. Mm -hmm. Like when you watch the trailer, you can go, yeah, this is Disney. this is Disney. Yeah, but in all the best ways. Yeah. And if there was anybody I was going to give that story to, it would have been Disney. Mm -hmm. exactly. The story of Santa's it seems like family. A really good one. It's, yeah, it's nice. I mean, other stuff they got. We saw the Lady and the Tramp trailer. Mm -hmm. That looks great. Yeah. Again, like um, I, I love it. So so that's a live action. So We've all seen Lady and the Tramp. The yes. Cartoon. This, this is, is a, a live action remake. Mm. Um, what I love about this is that it's not live action like the Jungle Book or the Lion King with mm -hmm. these animals. It is obviously real people in there and they've got real dogs. Mm -hmm. And obviously dogs don't speak. <laughs> so you have to have some CGI in there. But I thought the CGI of live action dogs into the CGI stuff with their mouths moving, I thought it was flawless. Like I mean, it, it, it was really seamless in the way it was. So... Uh, which goes back to Noel. I didn't think the CGI was great in Noel. Yes. But in this one, it looks really good. Yeah, I th I think they are probably still working on the CGI of Noel, but they had to release it because of D23. So it's still work in progress. I think probably because cause Lady and the Tramp comes out November 12th, or the day the Disney Plus gets launched. Mm. Noel's probably comes out a month later, so they probably got more, more time. time yeah. yeah. And um, no, but... The Lady and the Tramp, normally that would have been in the cinema. Do you know this is one of the live actions that Disney has done that I would have actually gone to watch? Because it's up there. It's I mean, there was Lady and the Tramp, 101 Dalmatians, then there was Lion King, Hercules. In that era, the yeah, 90s era. The 90s eras of Disney's cartoons were so good. And um, this is just another one. And it's really cool. But, you know, in contrast... Disney, this is what we're saying earlier in the show. Disney is releasing all these trailers and be like, yo, this is us and you know, and all of that. And Apple is just like, Yeah, we've got this thing, yeah. It's called Apple Plus, yo. And uh, yeah, you know, yeah, we have one show, yeah. We have one show, it costs you ten pounds a yeah, month. Yeah, cost ten pounds, yeah. You know, you're still gonna get it, yeah. You know, I guys I, I don't sound like that normally. <laughs> that's not what Apple sounds like. <laughs> <laughs> that's not what Apple sounds like. I'm trying to sound like um, a roadman who's trying to make a <laughs> <laughs> deal that yo you want some apples <laughs> yeah exactly yo you want some apple yeah <laughs> but Disney is really doing it the way it should be done and Apple can't say I the think same. they're putting everything into this mm. uh, I mean I love the casting of the Lady and the Tramp you've got Justin Thoreau mm -hmm. who's voicing the Tramp and you've got uh, Tessa Thompson who's voicing Lady yeah <laughs> it's great like come on and yeah. I love Tessa Thompson oh here. yes I do so, I do we do uh. so yeah for me that's another one that looks really good. Uh, we saw this One Day at Disney trailer, mm. which I really liked as well. So the premise of this is that it's going to look into basically every little aspect what runs the company Disney, whether mm -hmm. it be in the parks or the you know the musicals or whatever. Uh, it's going to kick off with a documentary and then we're going to get 52 short episodes following the lives of these people who run the company. I want to see the episode with Bob Iger. I want to see what that man's day is Can like. you imagine? A lot yeah. of meetings, a lot of phone calls. A lot of meetings. Well, we say that, but he would have delegated people who would have delegated, would have delegated, that delegate. He probably, he probably just, they probably just tell him, oh, the Marvel film's coming out on the 20th. He'd be like, okay, okay. He doesn't... No. No, he's you know he's really involved in the in the production. Oh yeah, uh, especially with Star Wars, he wants to see the dailies every day. He 
he, Bob Iger sees he, the dailies. He, he requests, he wants to see the dailies of every Star Wars film. Wow. You know, if I was director, I'd be like, no, you're not going to have it. Uh, but uh, uh, excuse me, <laughs> I'm paying for this. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah, you had me as a director. You got to let me do my job. I ain't going to do that. I yeah, but, that. but yeah, but Bob Iger, he sees the dailies. So he's, he looks like a guy that I would love to see it in a day of life. Yeah, exactly. Of. I want to see what that man gets up to. He is, he has the power. That guy's one of the most powerful people he in can, the world in the world he can change the future he is changing the future yeah he's buying they, the they tools are. he's buying the tools that will let him write the future because whatever he because he's already well in he's already i would say set the course for the future in film mm. what he what he's done well obviously kevin feige but what he's done with the marvel cinematic universe it changed cinema yeah. now cinema is all about these serial film events that's cinema now yeah uh and netflix started it but he is leaving his legacy with dis with disney plus as mm. well so it's changing the future yeah i mean it's when last did i go to the cinema to just watch a film just one film which is one film with not that, not with, part of a franchise not, exactly, or anything yeah. nothing no franchise talk nothing sequel sequel nothing yeah. nothing it's just a, a film. film when last did who do that i mean i it's true it's I can't remember, and a lot of people. Probably Brightburn. Yeah, Brightburn. But even Brightburn, I inspired by comic book. Even Brightburn, I feel there will be more of Brightburn. Yeah, I, you know. But so it's changed. It's, it's it's changing. It is changing. Uh, but yeah, but back to I really like that documentary. Mm. That one looks good. Uh, Encore looks good. Uh, that's the one you really liked, where mm -hmm. they get um, kids that when they were back in high school and they yeah. played Hamlet bringing them all, all back, back when they're adults and their kids get to see them. This looks great as it's well. It's great. I love it. It's another series. Like mm -hmm. this. It's emotional. That one really... Very yeah. emotional. Like going to the sort of creative core of you. Mm -hmm. uh, and then we're also getting a high school musical. Mm. See, uh, high school musical, the musical, musical. the series. <laughs> so the high school musical, the musical, musical the, the series. series. Okay. It's a bit of a tongue twister, <laughs> that one. Yeah, again, um, we watched the trailer for this. Yep. This one's not for me, personally. Mm -hmm. But for anyone who it uh, is for, it looks great. Yeah, it looks good. If that's your kind of salad, it looks delicious. Exactly. I mean, the production looks good on it. Yeah. The acting looks good on it. The, good. the songs, the choreography of the dancing, all looks great. Yeah. It's just not for me. Yeah, the casting is it's really good. And um, this is more about cinematography. They, sh they didn't shoot it TV style. They shot it cinema scale. Cinema slash documentary. Because there was yeah. a bit of, you know, where they're speaking to them individually, one-on-one. -on -one. Yes. Yeah, they did that. It's like, but the aspect ratio is not like, you know how when you're watching on TV, the aspect ratio is a bit squarish and mm -hmm. everybody looks bigger and it's an aspect. But they use a cinemascope aspect ratio. So it made it look like a film. More cinematic. More cinematic. Even though it's um, a TV-ish series, series, series type thing. So, but, you know, like we said, it's not our kettle but if that's your cup of tea you should you should You'll have like a sip this. yeah you you will love you this. Will like this yeah so yeah that's um everything we're getting at from the disney side of things that's just the disney side of things yeah uh then we're going over to something like national geographic where we've got my boy jeff goldblum mm -hmm. <laughs> i mean he's so he's get, he's having his own series where it is it's not like a drama series this is jeff just, goldblum yeah. just him going through life through world and seeing it through his eyes 
this looks great. No, I'll definitely be watching this. I mean, for, for starters, who doesn't love Jeff Goldblum? Exactly. The that, guy, he's just a talent. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? He's incredible actor. Uh, an even better musician, I would say. Like he's And I just find him really funny as well. Like, I think his insight and perspective of life is really interesting. Mm-hmm. So for me, this is this ticks all the boxes to see life through his eyes. Yeah, and you know, when you see an actor that has longevity in his books you know there, that means there is something about him he's actually i feel he's actually a good person mm-hmm. and the people that work with him want to work with him over and over again and that's why he has been on because he's been around for a very long time jeff yeah you know, like I mean, he's think about like i mean he doesn't look a day over <laughs> 30 i tell you that yeah but like he's been around for a long time i i really like the guy i respect him and um so I'm, I, I, I'm, what I really like about him is in everything he does, you see the enthusiasm. Mm-hmm. Like he's just keen to work and mm-hmm. to and to be happy and to meet people. He's just he just mm-hmm. looks like a great guy. Yeah, I wish uh, I could have dinner with him one yeah, day. Yeah, <laughs> in another world, he could be played. He could be in horror. He could be well, maybe not action, but he could certainly be in horror. He could he be in anything that, he wants to be. He's look. He has that horrorish. He well, could look uh, terrifying. He was in Jurassic Park. Remember? Yeah, but he wasn't a menacing dress. No, he part. was, but he was in that horror aspect with the dinosaurs after him and yeah, stuff. Yeah, I want him to be like the horror villain because he has, he can be sinister. He can be great. Well, he's the grandmaster. Yes, <laughs> but even as a grandmaster, there was something ruthless about yeah, something. This guy's like a dictator. He can yeah, he was. Have a tent. There's rumors he might be coming back. I want I him was, to I, come I back. I want him to come back. He I has think, to come back. I think he'll come back. He has to. That he. He's a celestial. Yeah, he should have a series. I would love to see that. Let's, that let's, should be we'll, funny. We'll, we'll crack on. Well, speaking of that, let's go on over to Marvel. Mm. So we didn't get huge amount. Well, you'd say we didn't get huge. We didn't get anything like movie-wise because the movies is actually on the Saturday. We'll see what happens there. But we got some very unexpected more Marvel series announcements. Yep. Like, And these are going to be part of Phase 4. So we're going to get She-Hulk. Wait, wait, hold on. We've not spoken about The Mandalorian, have we? We'll get to that. Okay. We'll get to that. That's the main event. Okay. <laughs> let's let's stay on to Marvel here. Yes. So we got She-Hulk. Mm-hmm. I said this, didn't I? Yeah. Well, I actually said about the ABC one. Uh-huh. But I was I had a feeling I was like, I think She-Hulk's gonna happen soon. And here we go. I don't know. How is it gonna look? Do you see I, you're gonna I want a show. Of, it's not going to be nowhere near as dark, but you're going to give give me a show similar to Daredevil in terms of like the lawyer aspect and things like that. Yeah, but the thing about She-Hulk is the way they depicted her in the comic. She was a bit. She was a bit. She was buff and. Yeah, and you can't do that in this current climate. You can't do that to women anymore. Yeah. So I'm just wondering but, how they'll do that. How well, they'll show that. It, it all, I think the best people to do it are Marvel. I mean, look at the way they portrayed um, Scarlet Witch and Captain Marvel. You know, in the comics, they, have, they do have very sexual yeah. costumes. And yeah. in the movies, nothing yeah. really sexual about the costumes at all. They're badass costumes, but yeah. nothing that uh, it doesn't provokes. Provo- provocative, yeah. yeah. But the thing about oh, the Hulk is her clothes are... She, she rips sh- off. She rips yeah. them off. And how's that going to work? But we'll see. We'll like, see. Like you said, Dave... They've answered that question twice in the past, so they'll probably do it well. So I think that's really good. Again, more more diversity. Yeah. Bringing in a, a female lead. Uh, we'll also get my most excited about this one, Moon Knight. We're getting a Moon Knight series. Now, Andy, are you familiar with the character Moon Knight? Is that Robin? 
No, this is Marvel. N- yeah, us. Damn. How did I see? How did no, I just you're, see you're, that? You might be thinking of Nightwing. Yeah, well, even though I should have. Yeah. Yeah, sorry. Uh, no, Moon Knight is a Marvel character. He is, I love the character of Moon Knight. Now, he is, he's like Batman in a way. He's like a vigilante that um, uh, goes out at night. Uh, the power of Moon Knight is almost like it's it's like it's like a like a host sort of thing. He takes on the power of Moonlight. Moonlight, he, like Moon Knight. Moon Knight. Sorry, his name is. But yeah, his symbols like a big moon and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, the power of the Moon Knight. What's it, that? Gravity yeah. or what? What's he's just incredibly. Right, he's not. He's like a vigilante more than anything. He can sort of like blend. He's very much like Batman. Okay, blends in the darkness and stuff like that. Uh, but the interesting about Mark Spector, who's the guy who plays Moon Knight. Uh, he's a, a psychotic. He has got. He's just crazy. You know okay. what I mean. And I think we're really going to get into the psychosis of this. Like he's got schizophrenia. Okay. There, there's this one really good run, uh, written by Brian Michael Bendis, where he the entire run he he's got on this adventure with Spider-Man, Captain America, and Wolverine, and he's talking to them and everything. By the end of the run, we find out it was all in his head. <laughs> Okay, it's but one of the, it's the adventure actually happened, but when he was talking to who he thought were these characters, he was talking to no one. He was talking to himself. It's okay, so it's like Legion. Is it? Is yeah, it like Legion? It's almost like Legion. Yeah, you got a little bit of that flavor. Yeah. So I'm really excited they're doing this. I think um, a TV show is the perfect place to do this. Yeah, you can't. It's like having a Legion movie. That that wouldn't yeah, have worked. You can't do that. this. Okay. Uh, and I think the most important news of all this is Miss Marvel. So she's getting her own TV series. This is Kamala Khan. Mm-hmm. What, what year are they going to base this on? So this is all this is all moving moving the story forward. Okay. This is in phase four. Okay. Um, and the important thing about this is that this is the first Muslim lead superhero. Hmm. And not only that, it's female as well. Yeah. I mean, it's it's progress, isn't it? It's very big progress. progress. I mean, I think we a lot of Marvel fans were hoping this would happen. Mm-hmm. She's a very popular character. I'm not too familiar with her stuff. I know the character. I do like the character, but I haven't read much of her stuff. But she is very, very popular yeah. amongst the fans. Good. I mean, bring it on. If it's anybody who isn't... Everybody deserves to be represented on screen. You know, you, whether you like, agree, or anything, everybody deserves to be seen and heard. So, right. So, you know, so I'm all for this. You know, there is a trend... And we've spoken about it earlier in the show, but there is a trend of the, the, you know, and Hollywood, for all their flaws and all the bad stuff we say, I know when this thing really kicked in was when they did that Oscar So White. Mm-hmm. From then on, Hollywood has really taken steps, measurable steps, to turn that thing mm-hmm. over. And this is just one of that, and exactly. I'm all for it. And like we've said in the past, Disney are leading the charge. Yeah, for that change. Yes, yes, they are. I mean, a lot of people are. Netflix too is doing Netflix their, their as well. stuff. You know, you go on Netflix and you see leads of series oh, from like everywhere, everywhere, yeah, from everywhere. You know, and all of that. So, really, it's 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 it's, it's good. This is when in, this is how protests work. You protest, mm-hmm. they hear you, they take action, and society moves forward. Exactly. So I'm happy. And with I guarantee this. you, like a character like Miss Marvel. 10 years ago no way that would have got made of course no chance yeah that would have not got made nah they would have been like what no who's this character get a yeah they'd fire the person for even bringing it up then you know we're just talking about She-Hulk and uh, then everything was just to appease to 
white male you know so if there was women there they were they would sexualize them if they were yeah, um, yeah. Uh, action hero, you have a white big guy. With like, that, yeah, and the other person, the villain, would probably be a Russian mm-hmm. or somebody from. Or what else what or do we see a lot in horror movies? The black guy dies first. Exactly, the black guy. <laughs> di- exactly, the black and guy dies the, first, and then the uh, the blonde girl lives at the end. Exactly, by share one, you know. Yeah, and um, yeah, so that trope is changing, and it's just good. And like I said last week, if you know, if society doesn't understand something, it's because there are not enough movies about it. Exactly. So, if this is the kind of, I think of a lot of people underestimate how much we learn from cinema. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's it's transcendent to the era we're in now. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? They it's love very, what's on cinema is relevant to what's happening in the real world. Oh yeah, exactly. Yeah, there are a lot of things we do today. There's some I can't. There's a lot of things we do today. You ask where did the Where's the origin of that? And I, if I told you, there's this, there's this really popular thing. I don't want to get into it on the show, but there's this really popular thing we do. And if you ask somebody, why do we do it that way? The person will say, I don't know. But the reason we do it that way is because we saw it on TV. and We were influenced. We were influenced on TV and we thought that was how it should be. But in reality, it's just because we saw it on screen and we turned it to real life. So, um... Cinema is very important. It is, it is. And and like I said, with Marvel, Marvel, I think, out of all the franchises, that I think they have the most versatile cast. You have, you know, all sorts of religions, all sorts of color in there now, especially moving forward. Yeah. Very, very promising. 20 years time, you tell somebody that there was a time like 10 years ago, they would not believe it. They'll be inconsistent. They'll be, be like, what? What? Just four white dudes? Yeah, like, yeah. really? <laughs> you know, so it's good. It's but it's changing. So, Andy, let's get into this. And of yes. course... We are going to have some Star Wars, you know, the biggest movie franchise in the world, and it's owned by Disney. So we got a little bit of news coming out from Star Wars, all related to Disney+. Plus. So first of all, Clone Wars officially has a release date, February 2020, comes out on Disney+. Plus. Season 7, 12 episodes. I don't know if they're going to be all bingeable or weekly. I hope they're all bingeable. I think they'll one. be weekly. Uh, probably because it's for it's for kids. Yeah, because when the when Clone Wars was on air, that yeah. was weekly yeah. as well. Yeah, especially when is it out again? February twenty twenty. School season. They're not gonna want kids to. I'm. They're probably not thinking about it, but it's not gonna be good to let kids binge during mm-hmm. school season. It's nice to have it weekly. That's fair enough. So yeah, I'm super excited about it. you. Looking forward to Clone Wars. Of course, loved it. Love Clone Wars. Yeah, love Clone what, Wars. What Clone Wars was really good as well. What it did is that it bridged it bridged the gap between people who were strongly the original trilogy mm. who hated the prequels and then diehard prequelists you yeah know what i mean i like that it bridged that gap it, it helped with me it helped me understand the prequels a lot more you know what i call clone Wars. i call this is in my head i call clone Wars the order 66 prequel yeah it explains how order 66 how it could happen mm-hmm. Because in the films, it just, are, happened, it just yeah. happened. He yeah. just spoke and they just killed all the Jedi. But how did he do it? You know, what? how was he able to do all these things? I think that's where Clone Wars comes in and explains all of that. And no, I love Clone Wars a lot. Because mm-hmm. it also, it answered us a lot of questions. Because, you know, going back to episode four, when that came out, when Ben Kenobi mentions your father fought with me in the Clone Wars, everyone mm. was like... What's the Clone Wars? Exactly. What's the Clone yeah. Wars? Well, you know, and George has said, I'm going to do the Clone Wars one day. Just mm-hmm. I'll do it. Then we, he did the prequels and we were like, 
well, we didn't really get the Clone Wars. We got the beginning and the end. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> true. But then this series came out and we're like, ah, here it is. Yeah, everything. And it's just, um, you know, it's such, it's really good. I think that, that um, the Clone Wars, there is more expose about Star Wars um, in the Clone Wars than there is in, in some any, of the movies. In, any, yeah, in, any, in yeah. anything else. You, you can't. Know why, you know why that is, though? Why? It's Dave Filoni. Mm. You know, he, 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 was, yeah. he was taught by, by George, George, George Lucas. Lucas. Yeah, sorry, no, George Lucas, sorry. He, he, you know, he taught him. You know, yeah. he was his apprentice. Yeah. Everything he does is because he says it. George told me to do it this way. Mm-hmm. And that's why it feels... When it you feels watch authentic. The, it's authentic, yeah. When you're watching The Clone Wars... He, this is why I have such faith in The Mandalorian, which we'll get into in a bit, because mm-hmm. he's also involved in, in that. Yeah. We'll talk about Mandalorian, but no, The Clone Wars is... You can't... You can't, um, you know, you can be a Star Wars fan and miss one or two movies and you still get, understand everything, but you cannot really understand Star Wars without watching the Clone Wars. Mm-hmm. I think you can't. I, I, I mean, to get the full two, story, yeah. Yeah, you just have to watch the Clone Wars because when you watch it and you now watch what happened in um, The Revenge of... You now see... You make, it makes a lot more sense. It makes yeah. more sense and you feel for Obi-Wan. You can't understand yeah. his PTSD. You can understand... All the stuff. It, what Clone Wars, for me anyway, it allowed me to really understand the brotherhood that Obi-Wan and Anakin had. Yeah. You didn't really get that for me in the prequels. You don't. So by by the time the end where he says, you were the chosen one, I was like, was he though? Yeah, <laughs> like, exactly. But, but, but then watching the Clone Wars, uh, you're like, ah, okay, now it, may, now it, it hits me now. You were my brother. Yeah. Oh, that, that, and, that, and the that, Clone Wars explains that. It explains it so, so well. Super excited to, for it to come back. And we're also, as well, getting Ahsoka. She's coming back as well. I was just about, you read my mind. I was just about to ask about Ahsoka Tano. Ahsoka Tano. Ah- Ahsoka's coming back and also Maul. Maul as well is coming Maul, back. And he's going to be fighting Ahsoka. Nice. We know he didn't yeah, lose. We saw it in the trade. Well, yeah, we know neither of them lose. So. Uh, yes, exactly. We know neither of them. Both, yes, both of them are in Rebels. Rebels, yes, exactly. Amazing, it's good to see. But Ahsoka Tan, that's an, une- an unexplored gem. You know, you could... A lot of people are saying they want to see a Disney Plus series focusing on Ahsoka. Yes, me too. Like that, really... that, that point when she left the Jedi Order. Yeah, I really do. Because isn't that going... If they do that, have there ever been is something where the lead was an alien? Nope. Never no. been No, done. it's 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 a tricky one to do. Be- because we're humans. Yeah. We relate to humans. Mm. So I it's it is tricky to have a alien be the lead. Mm. I, I I think the best way to trial it is do it in the video games. Yeah, and see what people how people respond. Yeah. I'd love to play, play as, as an a alien. Star- yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I'd love to play as Ahsoka Tan. That'd be great. Yeah, you know, I'd you can do that in yeah. Battlefront and stuff like that. So, like, an actual story game, I think that would be the yeah. best place to try it out. Well, she was badass, you know. She was great. She was. Everyone loves Ahsoka. And, yeah. and everyone hated her at the beginning. You yeah, remember when the they, whiny little like, kid. Yeah. Like, yeah. like, oh, George, you're killing me here. And then she grew to be yeah. the best, one of, one of the best characters. Yeah. And what I love about Ahsoka as well is that for Filoni's so protective over her. Mm. He, he said in interviews that nobody in Lucasfilm can do anything with Ahsoka unless it has my set, unless I'm has to have my approval it's she's she was a wonderful character you feel sorry for her the way the Jedi treated her mm-hmm. you know and everything it's, you know yeah it's a deep story it's I need deep. to before this comes out I'm gonna rewatch all yeah. the Clone Wars again 
Yeah, she was great. Uh, so the other series that's going to be coming out at Disney Plus is the Cassian Andor series. Now, there wasn't much information about that, except, I mean, I was sort of expecting it, but it's nice that he's it's finally confirmed. Alan Tudyk will be back and playing K2SO. Good. Love the chemistry between these two. It, it, I would imagine we're probably going to see the origin of how they met, mm -hmm. even though that's already canon. There's a comic, so I don't know if they'll touch a bit of that. I think for me, what interests me most about the Cassian series is not the fact that it's based on Cassian. Mm. It's the time period we're in. Okay. This is between... Three and four. Three and four. So it's the height, the of, the height em of the empire. Mm. And the rebellion was is coming up, so you're gonna get spy, political sort of thriller type of thing. Mm. I really, I think with this series, you really get to peel back the curtain on the empire, yeah, the inner workings of the empire, not just Palpatine and Vader. Do you know what I mean? Just the empire, yeah, the everyday working organization. Because at the end of the day, all it is is a government, like yeah, like it is in the UK or in America. That's all it is. It's just a democratic, yeah. Well, well, Democratic in quota. Yeah. Uh, to the citizens, that's what... Well, it wasn't... It, well, it was an empire, yeah, yeah, wasn't it? But then for, for another people, it was like, no, I'm proud to serve the empire. It was yeah. just a job. It was, yeah. You know what I mean? So I think that's going to be interesting to look behind there. Yeah, and, you know, it's that thing again about diversity we're seeing. This is a Mexican... He's of Mexican, Mexican origin. Lead, yeah. yeah, you know. I thought, I thought he was great in Rogue One as well. He was. He did really good. He died doing Rogue One, but like well, obviously this is gonna take place. This is before, but yeah. like you know, it was when, that was when I sat up and I was like Disney killing all the everyone, Every, <laughs> just <laughs> killed all the leads. You heard the story that it was supposed to be Vader, Vader, Vader that, they was thought that, that was a bit too dark. Yeah, yeah. but no, they're, they're like they just killed everyone. Like okay, <laughs> all right, it was a bold move. I didn't, right. th I didn't see it coming. Yeah, no, didn't. who did? Like no, not from Disney. Yeah, I thought some of them would have died, but not all of them. All I thought them. I thought Cassian and Jin would have lived. I Especially Jin. Yeah, I Who? thought. Yeah, yeah. thought Jin. Normally, but then, but then you. But then the thing is, if you keep them alive, you have to answer the question. Well, where were they during the original film? They would just tell you Jin. <laughs> she was there somewhere. She was there somewhere in prison. Jin was. Is this Ray's mom? That's. Oh, well, yeah, that was. Yeah, And Cassian is her dad. Okay. <laughs> so. Now we can. Uh, it wasn't confirmed, confirmed last week, but we. It was pretty much confirmed. But this is officially confirmed, confirmed. <laughs> Kenobi, it's happening, and they brought out Ewan McGregor on stage. What you didn't tell me this? They brought Ewan McGregor on stage. They brought him out on stage, and they said it's happening, guys. The scripts are already done. Wow. They start shooting early next year. So 2021, we're looking at probably 2021. Wow, this is this is just or maybe late 2020. Nah, it's 2021. Probably need a Probably year. Probably 2021. Yeah, I mean, this is... We're almost in 2021. This year is practically over. Yeah, you know, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. you're already in September, I guess. But, you know. Um, no, this is huge. This is... You know how they say when um, the Han Solo movie came out and everybody was like, this is not the movie. Nobody asked for this movie. We asked for this. This is the one we asked for. This is what we want. An Obi-Wan movie. Because he is one of the biggest characters in Star He's Wars. He's the GOAT. Yeah, he's... Um, he's the goat of he's Star Wars. He's the goat, yeah. He is, probably. He's the... He's the most consistent character in Star Wars. I would say out of... If you ask every Star Wars fan, mm. every Star Wars fan in the world, I'd say most people... Uh, you'd say, like, If you ask them, who's your favorite character? A lot of people would say Obi-Wan Kenobi. Well, I did say Vader, but... Vader, you know. but I would say Obi-Wan's up there. He's up there. In like, I mean, the top three. Yeah, if, in, on the light side of... It depends, on the light side, the favorite... 
hands down, it's Obi Wan. Mm-hmm. Hands down. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, well, no. Oh, o- Obi Wan, Luke, and Leia. Nah, to me, Obi Wan. Because it was but not in but that for film. everyone. Loads of people love Luke. Loads of people love well, Leia. Yeah. To be fair, to really love Obi Wan, you need to watch Clone Wars. Yeah, because that's where she sh- she, sh- she shines. Where, yeah, yeah. If if you've not seen Clone Wars, you but, won't understand this hype about. But that's the thing. Um, Obi Wan. You if you watch Attack of the Clones, mm-hmm. not you could probably skip Phantom Menace, but if you watch Attack of the Clones, Clone Wars, then Revenge of the Sith, that's perfect material. And then you jump Going into to, this series. Yeah, this is gonna be good. Yeah, because. In the prequels, I said in the original, the the, um, the original the trilogy. original trilogy, what he was just an old guy that He's got a crazy old wizard. <laughs> yeah, that got cut in half and disappeared. You know, we didn't know anything about it. He, if anything, he just helped us make. He helped make Vader more terrifying mm-hmm. because and he was there to help Luke. As yeah, well. it was one of those things that scared me about Vader when he did that thing and Luke disappeared. But this is that movie we asked for. So let me ask you this. If you could choose one person to be your bodyguard from Star Wars, who would it be? A bodyguard? Yeah. Who would it be? All those characters from Maul to Vader to all of them. Even um, Probably Kenobi. Yeah, exactly. Probably Kenobi because like, I can't really pick a bad guy because at any point he could kill you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so Just, I think out of all the good guys... <laughs> Like Kenobi is the most reliable. Yeah, like you can you can count on Obi Wan. Exactly, he's, he's the level most level he's headed the guy. Yeah, like Qui Gon will just leave you. Wake up one morning and you hear Qui Gon has gone to one. Yeah, exactly. Anakin's sister. too unpredictable. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Uh, Yoda is Luke, just Luke's a bit too. He's too fast. Impulsive. Moving. Impulsive. Yeah. yeah, and Yoda is a hypocrite. Uh, it's just it's too. Y- many. Yoda would wind me up. I'd be like, just tell me what you mean. Like you speak in riddles. <laughs> Tell you I cannot. What you must find for yeah. yourself. <laughs> no, but um, Obi Wan. Yeah, that's the answer I chose as well. Obi Wan is the most level-headed, the most consistent. This is what he believes in, and from episode nineteen seventy-nine till episode twenty nineteen, it's that same character. The same character. The same character. seventy-seven. Seven. Sorry, seventy-seven till twenty nineteen. It's the same person. So this is the movie we asked for. And we're getting it. So I'm pretty excited about I'm it. I'm so excited about yeah. it. Uh, and finally, so this is the big one. And we got the f- the official trailer. Obviously, it's not a trailer. It's a trailer. It's a, it's a teaser. It's, it's, like, it's like a teaser. I mean, Disney are calling it a trailer. Well, they would. Of course they would. Because uh, we got a sort of behind the scenes shaky cam thing from Star Wars Celebration. Full, which yeah. is, you know, whatever. But this is the full thing. Full HD, oh. and I love this trailer so much. I cannot. Th- if I wasn't excited for this series enough, this has just elevated it even more for me. From the very beginning, the cinematography. This uh, that was what hit me. The cinematography because they didn't talk about the story. It was no, the no, cinematography. It, like, it was like a teaser because they yeah. tell you nothing. nothing. About, there's no, we still know nothing about the story. All you know is he's a bounty hunter because mm. that's the only thing they that's said. That's a bit of verbal, yeah, yeah bit that's, of dialogue. Yeah, that's all you know. But to your point, the cinematography was amazing. It looks beautiful. My only concern, that was actually my concern. It was a good thing. And I was like, I just hope two things struck me. When I saw that, I, I was like, I hope this is not going to be a fan service kind of series a fan service where they are doing things to appease the fans not because the story deserves it mm-hmm. or 
you know, I was just hoping that. Do you do you, do you see what I mean? I see what you mean. Uh, I have a very unique way of looking at fans fan service mm. for Star Wars because I think anything, unless it's done by George Lucas, it's all fan service. Unless it's done by okay, yeah, I see what you mean. Mm. Even J.J. Abrams, Ryan Johnson, Episode Seven and Eight, still fan films. They're fan films. It's not done by the creator. Do you know? Do you see where I'm coming from? I see what you mean. Uh, I totally know. I think this show. I think we're gonna get a lot of fan service. That's I th- what I'm I, scared of. I think, uh, but I think it's gonna be done well. Okay. That's that's the thing. I think because sometimes be. fan service can be a scary thing. Yeah. But when it's done well, mm-hmm. it's really good. I th- the perfect example is Endgame. Yeah. It's absolutely filled with fan servicing from all the previous films. Do you know what I yeah. mean? E- even if it's ever so small, mm-hmm. there's something there and you're loving every minute of it because it's done well. I think we're going to get something similar here. Uh, this is definitely targeted towards the original trilogy fans. Yeah. 100% because it's, you know, John, Fav- John Favreau, he said it himself. This is targeted towards them. This is my Star Wars. It takes place five years after The Return of the Jedi. Mm-hmm. So this is what I also want to find out because we don't know a lot about what's going on in that time period mm. after Return of the Jedi. We know right up to Force Awakens, but there's 30 years there that we have we don't know nothing about. Can I blow your mind a bit? Go on then. Obi-Wan will make a cameo. In The Mandalorian? Mm. What, as a Force ghost? I don't know. He's gonna well, he, the- well, he's dead, so he has to come as a Force ghost. No, this is... so. Remember, this is I five. Mixed the, I mixed up the time. I mixed up the yeah. timelines in my head. I this was not. This is after the Empire return of the has, Jedi. Yeah, the yeah. Empire has fallen. This is after Luke has defeated uh, yeah. Palpatine. Yeah, I thought this was between um, um, and three the, and four. Yes, I thought no. this was between three and four. That was why I was saying. No, no, no. Obi-Wan. That's Revenge of the Sith. This is Return of the Jedi. You're right. You're yeah, right. yeah. So yeah, this is five years after that, after the fall of the Empire, mm. which is why we see stormtroopers. We see Empire remnants. We oh. see Death Troopers, mm-hmm. which oh. is cool. What used to be Stormtroopers. What used to be Stormtroopers. Yeah, th- that, I <laughs> love that shot with the head on pikes. Yeah. And that was awesome. Where would that be? Who hates the Empire that way? Even but but r- this, this is the thing. Because the Empire has fallen. No more respect. We, we are now living. Uh, it's uh, This is a lawless world. You know? Looks like it. Yeah. And it's, it's obvious the Republic, the New Republic, are still forming at this point. Mm-hmm. So there's still chaos everywhere. This is prime time to be a bounty hunter. Yeah, I mean, so, yeah, back to that, what we're saying about fan service. Yeah, if it's done well, it's supposed to be unnoticed. You're not supposed to notice it until you watch it the second or third time or when somebody tells you, you're like, oh, 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 you know. But if it's done badly, it's just so on the nose. It's in your face and it's so annoying. Like, they are putting that there literally (laughs) as fan service. So, and Star Wars, if you're involved in Star Wars, you can get carried away. In trying to please everybody you know you have you know this will make people happy but you know the story doesn't need it so it's that do i want people to like me or do i want to tell a good story it's that thing and most of the time everybody wants to be loved so they just put in fan service even if the story doesn't deserve it however nah from what i've seen man this is i don't think we're gonna get that yeah because we've got talented people behind it like i said we've got john favreau Mm. dave filoni Taika Waititi is also directing a couple of episodes or one episode. But you said um, there was something you said. Um, Werner the, the, the cinematography, the cinematographer is the same guy that did Rogue One. Yes, it's Craig Fraser, mm. uh, and I instantly I think you can sort of tell. Yes, you can. It's you got can. the 
aesthetic of yes. Rogue One, and this is the aesthetic that I love about yep. Star Wars. I love this downbeats, just you know, used universe. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Everything's everything's slightly dirty yeah. and it's all a bit scary. It's like it still looks digital, but Well I yeah, because the they shot this series the same place where they did the Lion King. In that studio. Okay. Yeah, it just looks very digital. It looks too clean. You know, then the shots don't film and everything was just film just captures everything. Mm -hmm. So that's why it looked had that look. But we're modern cameras. So then they shot on film. Mm -hmm. It went on film and they had to process the film. But modern cameras the data it just goes on a hard drive it just has it doesn't it loses that organic well, feel they, of it they did because obviously john farrow is a big pusher of technology mm. they did do a lot of digital photography for this yeah but he says but he said all the live action stuff was shot on film on film okay well, i mean we'll see because he because he was saying i wanted to capture what also made Star Wars special, which is the practical shot on film. Yeah. The thing is, this would be good. Of all the films, the modern day Star Wars films, Rogue One has been my favorite. Yeah. yeah. For a lot of things. And one of them was cinematography. It was the one that had the most established, the best establishing shots. Mm -hmm. Remember where they showed the different planets? The shots yeah. on here. Oh. So this, that's why they had to. The trailer alone, it was all shots. Yeah. It was so all I think this is more a cinematography trailer. That's a thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but it's a teaser, isn't it? Because, like, like I said, I mean, some of my favorite shots. I love that shot where it's just the bare desert, and it, you, it's just him in walking in the sunset. It's Clint Eastwood. Yeah, it's got that vibe, and this is what I'm really looking forward to. I've always been a big fan of the bounty hunter western, mm -hmm. western sort of draw, mm -hmm. sort of. Yeah, I love that, and we're finally getting it in here. And there was a lot of. I know we've gone above time, but there was a lot of cinematic callbacks and the cinematic fan services that were there for example you saw that place where they were where they raised up their rifles mm -hmm. and the camera pulled out they got that Through from the whole legion of them yeah i mean that has been that star wars from the every film has had that shot even in um i just in the, the last jedi it was there remember that time they yeah, were on in, in crates in the crates yeah, yeah. They, they all came out it's always there in all star wars films and that shot you liked the one of the wide shot with him in the center that's clint that's a western western cyber so, shot. yeah so it has a lot of cinematic so it's not just gonna be a story we like it's gonna look it's gonna amazing. look amazing i just it's gonna look amazing what they should have done was this is for for disney this is their game of thrones yeah this is their game of i thrones. think a lot is riding on this series yeah this is you know like i said every platform has to have a series to carry it mm -hmm. because Kenobi I'm pretty sure that's going to be one season I mm -hmm. think they'll be do one and done yeah, he's Cassian as well I think that will be one and done yeah this they've well John Favreau's already said they're doing a season two mm -hmm. this could go on for a few seasons yeah because the Mandalorian for all we know could still be alive but I mean Cassian and Obi-Wan and all Th these other people dead. we all know they're dead so yeah. we don't know his fate we don't know his fate we don't know his name yeah so we still haven't even heard him say a word he could be Guerrera's son. Who knows? <laughs> I think this show is going to be about finding your identity. I think that will be the theme of the show. Mm. Okay. It could be. That's that's what I'm getting the vibe of. I think it's him, the Titerids, the character. I think 
He is an outlaw. He's a bounty hunter. But I think the journey he goes on is, in a way, a journey to find who he was as a Mandalorian. Yeah. Can they just not make it romantic, please? Just not do a Disney princess thing. Mm. I think there might be a love interest because you have uh, Cara June, who's played by Gina Carano. We saw her in the trailer as well. I think that may... The, the one with the big guns? Yeah. She's not... She's more an action figure than a love interest. Yeah, but I, I think she could be yeah. the love interest of... Pedro Pascal's character. Let's see, but I mean, yeah, she's yeah, maybe. I just don't want that. Like seriously, no, I just want for action. me. It's it's just got the story has just got to work. Mm. I don't care what the story is in it, as as long as it's a good story and it works, you can throw whatever ingredients you want in there. Yeah, because the whole Star Wars happened because a guy couldn't keep it in. Anyway, so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that had to come. Anyway, so that's a lot. But yeah, that that is it, Andy. That's wow. It's a long show. Sorry. That's a long show. Yeah. Sorry, guys. Hope you stuck there with us. A uh, big debacle of Sony and Disney over Spider-Man. And, of course, every glorious bit of news coming out of D23. Next week, though, we will have more stuff coming out of D23. Everything coming out of the movies. Let's see if we get anything about Rise of Skywalker. Mm. I think we're going to get... I think we'll get a trailer. I don't think we'll get a trailer. I think we're going to get a behind-the-scenes featurette. Well, remember, the film comes out in December, mm-hmm. just like about three months away. I think they're going to do what they did for the last two. Which is? Which for Force Awakens and The Last Jedi, where uh, in April, you release the teaser trailer at Star Wars Celebration. And then in October, Monday Night Football, the most watched sporting event in America, you get the main trailer. You mean the Super Bowl? Yeah. Okay, makes sense. Monday, and then as soon as you drop it, buy tickets now. That's what the, that's the way they've done it for the last few movies. Yeah, and it's worked. So and it works. It'll continue. So I think with this one, we'll get a behind the scenes. Yeah, makes sense. Makes sense. It's a great show, bro. So I guess we will call it a day. Yes, yes. At, uh, where can the people find you, Andy, before we go? You can find me on Twitter at Unduaj, at N-D-U-A-J. And you can also find me on Twitter and Instagram at Sweaty Jake. And you can find us, Film 7 Podcast, on all social media, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, at Film 7 Podcast. And check us out on all our episodes on Apple Music, sorry, not Apple Music, Apple Podcasts, <laughs> Spotify, Google Play, and all major streaming service. But until next week, guys, see you later.